I guess you might call it eggplant, but I call it aubergine. Sorry, everyone in North America and Australia. To be more specific, what I'm actually talking about is yuzhang jiezi. Sorry, everyone in China, for my horrible pronunciation. I didn't mean to start off by annoying a decent percentage of the world's population, but hey. This is the latest in the series of my own personal stories that pop up on your favorite podcast feed every few weeks. And this time, it's about food. Is it about food? Or is it about creativity? Or is it about what happens when you do the same thing again and again? And how that can open things up? When you let go of the recipe and just let your instinct take over? Let's find out. Last year, I made the same dish for dinner every week for me and my wife for nine months in a row, give or take. Back in March 2020, and the first lockdown here in the UK. My daughter Sophia was just one and a bit, and not sleeping particularly well. So I'd often be in her room, settling her, or just sleeping on the spare bed there, so Lucy could get some proper sleep. It was a tough time for a lot of reasons. It was also the time I got into Chinese cooking videos on YouTube. And when I say got into them, I mean got into them. I've always loved Chinese cooking. When I was very young, my family spent two and a half years in Hong Kong. And so when we came back to the UK, my father's love of Cantonese food came with us. He would often make some of the favourite things he'd picked up while out there. I think he'd even gone on a cooking course or two. Now, I like Cantonese food. I appreciate the relatively simple flavour profiles, and it makes sense why this is what has spread so much around the world. I like Cantonese food, but I love Sichuan food. I guess it's because it's just so unashamedly spicy, but subtle at the same time. One of the good things about living in Glasgow, Scotland, is that there's a relatively established ethnically Chinese population, boosted by the growth in Chinese university students in recent years. And so when I'm picking something from a restaurant for takeaway, there's always that bit of the menu which is really for Chinese people. I remember in London how it would always be only written in Mandarin characters. But thank goodness in Glasgow, it's most often in English too. And the dish I love getting the most is called Yuzheng Jiezi. Again, apologies. Which translates as fish-fragrant aubergine. The fish fragrance bit of it is yuzheng. And there are two things you should know about it. First, that it's a general flavor profile. You can get yuzheng other stuff. And secondly, that there's no fish in it. Long story. It's past 2am in the morning. The only light in the room is from an illuminated clock, a lit blue face with a star. Sophia's asleep in my arms, having just been settled. Again. And I lean back on the bed and realize that all I want to be doing is learning how to cook fish fragrant aubergine. Mainly because I've no idea how. And also mainly because, along with Sri Lankan string hoppers, it is when served with some good white rice, probably my favourite food of all time. I watch about seven different videos, and they're great. 
One of them is from the outrageously good channel, Chinese Cooking Demystified, which becomes a total obsession. But they all involve deep frying the aubergine, which I get is a traditional way of doing things, but I'm just not down with it. That's when I discover Andong. Andong is a German food YouTuber who lives in Berlin, but studied in China and so many of his videos about Chinese classics. Many of them Sichuan inspired. He's very charming, passionate and fun. And being a professional video producer all means that his stuff is just so good. And here's the thing. In his Yuzhen Jiezi video, he steams the aubergine and doesn't fry it. Sophia buzzes a snore and doesn't realize how mind-blowing this is. I'm quite tired. I'm tired, but the next day I make the recipe for dinner. The kids are in bed and I cook while Lucy and I reconnect after a busy day. We then go and watch whatever show we're into at the time. Oh, but the food, it's good. I've had to get two ingredients I've never used before, doubanjian and jiankiang. Fermented chili bean paste and black vinegar. They've now become staples. My first attempt at yusheng shiuzi. I love it. And Lucy loves it. It becomes a ritual. Literally every Wednesday evening from then, for the best part of a year, I make it. Again and again. And again and again. In that time, I move away from Chinese cooking videos to rap reaction videos. Sophia starts sleeping much better. Homeschooling starts and then mercifully ends. Variants arise. But what stays the same is I'm making the aubergine thing. It's actually quite an easy dish to make. First, you salt and then cook the aubergine somehow. Steaming, frying, grilling is good too. Then you fry up some garlic and ginger with the chili bean paste. Adding pork mince is a classic move here too. Then chuck the aubergine back in and put in the sauce, which is a mix of soy sauce, cooking wine, sugar, black vinegar and stock. Thicken with a bit of corn flour and finish with some chopped scallion greens for a burst of colour. Spicy, sweet, jammy, meaty aubergine with big umami vibes and a vinegar zing. It's got the lot. It's pretty much perfect. It is perfect. I make it again and again, and we never get bored. Then after two months or so, I start changing things. Switching the pork mince for chicken, for turkey, for beef, for lamb, for venison, for homemade seitan mince for a vegan kick. I start pairing it with sides, always fresh and crunchy. Pak choy salad, pickled cucumber, classic shredded potatoes. I start switching other things. Balsamic vinegar and adding peppers makes it more of a ratatouille. But I soon hone in on what is the best combination. Classic pork or minced chicken. Grilled aubergine and always a green side. Thai fragrant rice. Always make too much so there's enough for fried rice the next day. But there's rarely any aubergine left over no matter how much I make funny that. Then at some point I stop using the recipe and just do it by feel 
and I think that's when it becomes the best version of itself. Now it's at the point where I really have to think about it to write the recipe down for how I make it, since I've let go of measurements and guides. I think it's a kind of mastery. And that's the idea I want you to take away from me this week. Part of what we're doing with the show is sharing recipes for mindfulness in your life. Different combinations hooked to wonderful stories, all with an invitation to try them out and see what you connect with. And practicing again and again is an ingredient of success. But what I found most important to me, what has helped me reach the peaks, be it around the walk or in my practice, is to know the recipes so well, the only way to progress is to move beyond them and make them your own. Drop them. Not too soon, but do drop them. And yes, I will leave some links to the recipe videos I mentioned here. They're worth checking out if the aubergine thing sounds like your kind of thing. It works just as well vegan or vegetarian, by the way. Thank you, Andong, from My Name is Andong. Thank you, Fuchsia Dunlop, the OG Western writer on Szechuan food. Thank you, Chris and Stephanie from Chinese Cooking Demystified. And thank you. Eat well. On behalf of the team at Meditative Story, thank you for spending time with us today. We love creating the show for you. And if the show serves you in a meaningful way, we'd love to hear from you. Would you take a minute right now to write us a review in your podcast app? When you leave a review, it really inspires our team. And we're a group who derives so much energy from understanding how Meditative Story impacts you. It's also a way for you to pay it forward by helping others discover the show. So if leaving a review speaks to you today, we'd really appreciate it. Meditative Story is a Wait What original. Our executive producers are Darren Triff and June Cohen. The series is produced by Dorothy Abrams. Original music and sound design by Ryan Halliday. Chris Collin is our head writer, with scriptwriters Peter Keckley, Florence Williams, Jess Winfield, Hannah Brencher, Belle Shea, and Andrew Rincon. Technical support from Robin Wise. Mixing and mastering by Brian Pugh. Special thanks to Emily McManus, Christina Gonzalez, Anna Pizzino, Ben Richardson. Sarah Tata, Kelsey Capitano, Tim Cronin, Samuel Puta, Colin Howarth, 
Charlie Menezes, and Adam Heiner. And I'm Rohan Gunatilaka, creator of the Buddhify Meditation app and your host. Visit meditativestory.com to find the transcript for this episode.